maybe even not in fact let's go even more extreme they don't even do any of those things like they end up having a daniel descalso type of offseason again i cody domendo will probably go jump into lake michigan <laughs> <laughs>Hey, what's up, guys? Cody Del Mendo from CHGO. I've been a CHGO listener for a long time, but to meet you in person, now we get to talk <laughs> Cubs and just, yeah. you know, I, I, I think I heard some news earlier that's going to break your heart about, about Shohei. How are you dealing with that? Uh, I'm not believing it until I actually <laughs> see him uh, sign with someone. Uh, that's basically how I've been taking these uh, winter meetings so far. It's yeah. been a lot of, I think a lot of, not to discredit anyone actually putting these rumors out there, but I think a lot of it is no one really truly knows, no one knows. where he's going to go. I do think that they at least know the teams that are favorites or at least in that you know top three, top four echelon. But uh, as far as like which team he's actually going to pick, I don't think anyone knows. So um, that's kind of where I'm at as a fan. Uh, I also feel at the, the same time that if it's if they don't get Shohei, it's not a failure of an offseason. So Believe it or not, if they don't get them, as sad as I'll be, I'll probably, you know, wake up the next day and be like, all right, yeah. now what's what's plan B? Well, and that's what I love about listening to you guys on CHGO is that, like, you're you're a fan before you're, a, you know, an analyst or a color guy or a radio it's guy. kind of my so, role. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you know, um, <laughs> I just, as soon as I heard the show A news, I was like, all right, I'm going to talk to Cody here in a little bit. And he's probably going to be, like, near tears. But you, you don't believe it yet. But one of the things that I was thinking is, like 20 minutes later, we see John Morosi coming out with a tweet of like, Cubs were engaging with Reese Hoskins. It kind of to me feels like a sign of like, all right, they moved on from Shohei. It's time to like start focusing on other things. So still not quite buying into that though. Well, with Hoskins, it makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Just because it's probably will be a one-year prove it deal, maybe a mutual option, like Bellinger, like, like Cody Bellinger, right? Um, it, I'm not. I wasn't surprised to see that tweet from John Morosi. So, my thing is, if the Cubs were out on Otani, I think they they would have already maybe traded for Tyler Glass now, or gone ahead and signed right. Hoskins, or uh, you know, done something else that maybe none of us expected. Maybe get jump into those Juan Soto rumors again, uh, but it just seems very quiet from the yeah. Cubs side. And it's kind of quiet across the board right now. Right. Though. But from a Cubs perspective, it's like, I kind of like it the way that it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it hasn't been official that the Cubs are out. Like, sure, Nightingale said that they're falling out of the contention, and I think Jesse Rogers also said the same thing on ESPN 1000. But then Ken Rosenthal was on foul territory, and he basically said that the Cubs are still part of it. So, yeah. I don't – it's it's hard to read, like, yeah. who is who is right, who is wrong – Again, I don't think anyone truly knows. So, as the fan of this podcast, I'm just going to continue to believe that there's still hope, which so, can be a dangerous thing. I know yesterday Lance was on your show, just had him on today on mine, and then about an hour later I was talking to a writer, and he said, I'm hearing Shohei is actually potentially going back to the Angels. Yeah. And Lance was like, negative 10%. And that's, first of all, that's just like another sign of like – we can only speculate right now, but I just think that would be so weak. It'd be boring. Yeah. And it would be bad for the league. It'd be bad for the game. Like, as selfish as a selfish fan that wants Shohei Otani on the Cubs, 
I want to see them be like in the postseason and like create those playoff moments that we all want to see. I mean, he is far and away the greatest baseball player that I've ever seen. Yeah. Like to be able to pitch the way he does when healthy on top of being one of, if not the best hitter in the, in the league, the world, whatever, at the same time, like it's like, I, I truly appreciate what he does now. Of course, I don't want him to go to the Cardinals. I'm, that would be absolutely awful. Not even on the table. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I don't want them to just appear out of nowhere and be a part of that. Um, but even if he if he didn't go to the Cubs, like as as much as it would suck to like see him, you know, go to the Dodgers, like everyone thinks, it'd still be like, all right, well, at least we get to see him play in meaningful games. Um, you know, what what probably would be a, consistently and. Obviously, with the way the Dodgers operate, it seems like he'd probably be in the postseason a lot more. Yep. And, you know, that's kind of what's sad about how Mike Trout's career is sure. gone. Like, and I will always defend Mike Trout as one of the greatest players I've ever seen, too. It's not his fault that they don't go to the postseason every year. Um, he does everything he could to make that team good. Yeah. But when it, with baseball, it's a lot different than the NBA or something. Like, For you sure. need an entire lineup to be consistently good at whatever yeah, their role is. You yeah. need that balance. You need starting pitching. You need a good enough bullpen that you can rely on more than just one or two guys, right? Like, you need a full team to be able to have success consistently. And it just feels like the Angels have never been able to do that in this yeah. era of Trout and Otani. And it just sucks for the game. It sucks for the league. Like, on top of the fact that they play at 9 p.m. every night if you're on yeah. the East or the West or East or the Central Time Zone. So it's like, to me, no matter where he goes, I don't want him to go stay on the West Coast because then I have to stay up later to watch him. But <laughs> if if he just goes to an organization that is winning, it's only good for the league and it's it's good for baseball because, like, after watching him in the World Baseball Classic, that was amazing. It was incredible. Yeah, and like the way it I, finished was unreal. Oh yeah, him against Trout or yeah. whatever, like that. I want more of that, you yeah. know, as a, and I was watching that as a fan who just didn't really care what happened. Like, sure, I guess I was rooting for Team USA because I'm American, but like, I didn't have a really, I didn't really care too much about the World Baseball Classic like a lot of people did, which is fine. But when I, when I knew that Japan and Team USA was going to play against each other for the championship, I knew that eventually we would get Otani versus Trout. And like, yeah. that's what reeled me in. I wanted to see what happened. I don't know. Now I want to see him, you know, help lead a team to the promised land. You know what I mean? 100%. Well, and now kind of talking about balance and relating that to the Cubs, I felt like this last year they learned how to finally get a lineup together that was deep, that was balanced. You know, when you've got Jan Gomes with over a 720 OPS hitting seventh and eighth, you know, that's much different than what we have been accustomed to. Um, Now we just got to have that guy. Yeah. And, and I don't think Reese Hoskins is a guy. I think he's a vibe hitter, you know, and he's going to be really good. But like you've said a lot, we got to replace Cody Bellinger and get another guy. So yeah. I'm just not – I mean, cool, Glasnow and everything, but I'm not hearing enough about going after some guys that are serious trade rumors or free agency rumors. I, I genuinely will feel – a lot would have to change my mind. But if, say, they miss out on Otani – like everyone believes at this point, and they don't bring back Bellinger and they don't trade for Soto, if yeah. they don't get one of those three, 
and they sign Reese Hoskins, then they're basically going into next year with a lot of hope that a lot of their young guys are going to perform. For sure. And they're going to hope that, say, Suzuki finally, you know, turns into that guy that they probably thought he would be when he came over from Japan. And, you know, Alexander Canario will probably get a lot more opportunity. PCA will probably start the year on the team. You know, like... you got to imagine Council's probably going to play them more than Ross was. yeah, Yeah, and... The Cubs will really they'll, they'll push down our throats the narrative of, you know, Council being this big thing that's going to change everything. Yeah. And I think Craig Council will help. I think he legitimately will add a one or two, maybe three wins to this team based off how he manages managerial decisions that he has made, been able to manage a bullpen the way that he has shown over the course of his time with Milwaukee. But, like, at the same time, imagine taking a guy like that who did so much with so yeah. little, put him on a team like the Cubs who has the resources to, you know, go out there and sign a guy like Otani, be yeah. in the race for a guy like Otani or and in, in, in Bellinger and all these guys. If, if they don't – if they fail to bring back at least one of those three guys somehow, some way, I'll probably find a way to th- – talk myself into 85 wins or something like that just because I am high on the farm system as people should be but that's not fun but that's not fun and also it's like how can you do that after signing a guy like Craig Council and coming off a year where going into September you were about 90 some percent chance to make the playoffs and you missed out yeah you know what I mean so it would be a massive failure if the Cubs are unable to really add to this offense and that that's why like on our shows this last month and a half I've been screaming about how they need to they need to make the offense better yeah. because yeah the bullpen had some relapses at the end of the year they had some bad moments this and that yeah well they also had some injuries and you know what maybe David Ross could have used some other guys if he felt confident in a Luke Little yeah. with a three run lead instead of a one run lead every single, every night. single game you know yeah. what I mean so they need like Jed Hoyer said it himself, good teams blow teams out, right? Yep. And the Cubs, as good as they were last year, they probably would have been better off if they scored more runs and didn't force their bullpen to be in high leverage moments every single game. Every game. You know? Every game. So and that starts with the offense. I, I still think pitching wins championships yeah. and all that, but you you have to be able to score runs so your pitching staff isn't so stressed yeah. every single night. So you yeah. said something interesting. I feel like there needs to be a stat now for F war or war just for a manager. You say yeah. <laughs> council will add to one like, to three. It's hard to manage no or yeah. it's hard to measure like what a manager does or brings to like the success to a ball club because it's like okay, Dave Roberts, he's got a he's been with the Dodgers for a really long time. But I mean, I don't know how good of a yeah. manager he really is. Whenever he's got when the you've got that lineup and yeah. the the organizational like health that they do, like yeah. they just bring up top prospects in the top 100. It feels like every year, yeah. uh, all these things, and that's not to discredit him at all. I'm not even saying that I think he's a bad manager, but you can't sit here and definitively say that this guy is one of the best managers in baseball. For sure. Whenever he's had that kind of talent all that time. Uh, and somehow, some way, they find a way to lose in the playoffs every year. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's a very like tight rope to try and like argue about uh-huh. certain guys. Now, guys like Bruce Bochy, you know, with three oh, rings yeah. and he, or was it four rings I think now? Four now, yeah. Four rings now. It took a team like the Rangers, who 
were awful in 2022 and you know okay yeah they spent, spent a, a lot of money they spent a yeah. lot of money but at the same time like it's not like the rangers uh who spent a lot of money a year before were any better so yeah. there was something that he brought to that clubhouse that you can't measure that us as fans will never know but he brings whatever it is on top of you know the good decisions that he makes in game to put that team over the top to not just be a playoff center but yeah. they won out went out and won the world series so and he's done it with he did it with the giants too so it he obviously has the proven track record so it's it you can't just say oh because he's won three four world series that's why he's the best manager in terms of like actual grading like measuring it but yeah. at the same time like at least you saw the difference that he brought to that organization the moment they hired him because yeah. they had a ton of talent after spending a ton of money two years ago they go from one of the, a, a team that didn't make the playoffs and looked like maybe perhaps it was a mistake to spend all that money they took that team and in one year went to the world series and won like so yeah it was huge it's, it's huge so you last year, I remember, were like, I'm not worried about the bullpen. They know what they're doing. And then, you know, a lot of Thanks it had to do with injuries. Me. A lot had to do with injuries. Yeah. But at the same time, because there's still major holes to fill on this team, mainly in starting pitching and the corner infield mm -hmm. spots, it feels to me like, okay, yeah, they're going after Stevenson and maybe a few other veteran arms like they usually have in the past. It feels like there's so many guys like Ben Brown, Cade Horton, uh, I feel like Horton's probably going to come in and just fit right in the rotation, but you know they could come in and just say, "Hey, we need bullpen help more than we need starting pitching help because we went out and got Glass now, and now he's healthy." Is that kind of the route that you feel like this team is going to go? Or I do think that they're going to sign a reliever on a multi-year deal, mm -hmm. um, which they haven't. I think we said this on the show, or I mentioned this on the show last week. I think the last time they gave a reliever a multi-year deal was Brian Dunsing in like 2017. <laughs> wonder where the hell that guy's at yeah. now. But I think that they're going to go a little bit more proven this offseason. I still think they're going to try and bring in some guys that have high upside. But, you yeah. know, you look at the numbers and you're like, why would we sign this guy? You know what I mean? Um, but the thing with the bullpen is that it is needed more depth, yeah. right? Like, at least going – like, despite those holes, at least going to next year, you know who the closer is going to be. Like, I'll be shocked if Abra Alzale isn't the closer opening day. Yeah. And Julian Merriweather went from a guy that they picked up off waivers to a seventh, eighth inning, Legit you know, guy, yeah. setup man. I, you know, bullpens are so volatile. So sure, he could fall off like Keegan Thompson did this past year, right? For sure. Um, but at least going into the year, you feel pretty good about those two there. Uh, on top of like some of the young guys that you're developing, I, you know, Daniel Palencia. I know he had ups and downs. There were moments where it's like. This guy is going to fail at the, at the major league level, but I think with the stuff, they can get him right. He could be a major addition. I mean, throwing 100 miles per hour is something that the Cubs haven't had over the years. Even during the golden era, they didn't have a lot of that. So you have him. You have Luke Little, who yeah. has crazy stuff, strikeout rates really high in the minor leagues. There's those two guys, are they're wild cards because they're prospects that – have major league experience but not a lot of success yet so you're real you're you're hoping that they take a step right <coughs> excuse me but then that's when you go into free agency or maybe the trade market to get some depth to be able to go with some of those guys that way uh not everyone is 
gassed in yeah, September, yeah. you know. So I think they could sign one or uh, one or two guys to a multi-year deal. I you know last week they were kind of in on Robert Stevenson. I don't know. I, I don't think he signed with anyone yet. So I don't know if that's going to happen. But to me, that however they build it, they need to get one or two proven guys, and then if they want to find a project or two to bring in there, great. Because then you still at least have some guys that are in Iowa that have some high, high ceiling, like Bailey Horn, for example. For sure. Uh, that could maybe come up, maybe impresses, you know. You still have Leiter Jr., you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know his arm fell off at the end of the year, but that's because they, they pitched the most games of his yeah. career last year, right? I'm hoping that Keegan Thompson, if he makes it to the Cubs in spring training, hopefully that it's a bounce back year for him. Ethan Roberts, uh, he's coming off Tommy John surgery. I think before he got before he got hurt, he showed crazy stuff. He looked like a guy that perhaps could be a mainstay in the bullpen. Uh, and I do think Cody Hoyer could come back uh, on a minor league deal or something like that. We'll see. Which is hopeful. Yeah, but, very it, hopeful. but you can't, yeah. like, especially guys like Hoyer and Ethan Roberts, you can't go into the year hoping, banking on those guys being major additions. You're hoping that they are – uh, you know, extremes that kind of hit for you that only take yeah. your good team and make them even better, right? Yeah. Kind of, it's like the the it's it's kind of how I lo always looked at David Ross in 2016. Like he had like his best offensive season of his career in 2016 right. for the Cubs, but he's still like you look at numbers and you're like these aren't good. Well, look at his baseball reference and see, oh wow, he was one. It was one of his best years offensively. Yeah, yeah. that's because he had a crazy lineup in in front of him. You know what he I mean? Did, so. Yeah. Um, Except for that one year that I think he dropped 20 bombs with the Reds. Was oh, it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was probably was one or two. Of it, but yeah. it was like one of his best offensive yeah. seasons in 2016. So that's kind of what I'm saying, though, about the bullpen. is like you got you to gotta get some guys who have proven something in there that you think Tommy Hadovy can help even make better or at least, if they do struggle, can help get them back on the right path. And with the pitch lab that the Cubs have developed and the success stories that they have with certain guys, yeah. like – I feel pretty confident that they can do that. So, to me, again, like, depth is the big thing. You know, everyone in our YouTube chat is always talking about, we need a closer, we need a closer. Yeah. It's just like, dude, to me, you need you you need more depth for the sixth and seventh inning because there's just no starter unless your name is Garrett Cole or, you know, these some of the most highest-paid pitchers in the league yeah. that have, you know, been doing it for years and years, Scherzer, Verland, or whatever. There isn't a lot of pitchers now who are going deep in the game. There's not. There just isn't. And so it's not like I can go into next year, even if they were to add glass now to the to the rotation, where I feel confident that every day the Cubs are going to have a chance to have a guy go seven innings. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they need more depth for that fifth, sixth, seventh inning role uh, to help that way Lider Jr. is not almost throwing his arm out at the end of the year. Yeah. Know? I mean – they overused him so much that I, I'm actually, like, wondering if I'm, we're even going to see him at all this next year. Yeah. But, all right, I appreciate the time. I feel like I'm on the CHO Cubs <laughs> podcast just, like, listening to you right now. But I have two questions. You're an, you're an extreme fan, right? You yeah. make a lot of, like, hey, if this happens, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to, like, jump into the Michigan. <laughs> or like, Lake Michigan. Yeah, yeah, Lake Michigan, yeah. Sorry, I'm a California boy. That's fine. <laughs> but Cubs fans, we're, we're everywhere. Hey, yeah, for sure. So I want to – do two fill in the blanks okay first one if the cubs sign either and or shohei soto or resign bellinger i cody del mendo will blank <laughs> <laughs> 
If they, I won't hold it to hold you to it, but I want to hear something. If, if they get one or multiple of those guys. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Okay. If the Cubs sign Shohei Otani, if the Cubs find a way to sign Shohei yeah. Otani, I <laughs> I will eat Japanese food for six months oh straight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will just eat nothing but <laughs> Japanese food for for an entire summer. If I, I'll. I'll start eating Japanese food from. We're gonna throw that on an ad at Wrigley. <laughs> I will eat nothing but Japanese food the entire 2024 season. Um, but in real, like if if they're able to sign one of those guys, okay. I will be. I will celebrate with. If they sign two, I'll celebrate with two beer bats. If they sell, if they sign one, I'll definitely celebrate with one beer bat. Okay, two beer bats. That's big. <laughs> If we they, should, if we should they have had you do one here. Uh, all right, well, now. tell me I should have brought the beer bat. And it's you like, should have. You I, should have. I didn't think about it. That was, that's bad Bad content. We'll, do, we'll do another one. I'll come to Chicago and we'll do one in studio. There you go. All right. Now, on the opposite end, if the Cubs not only don't get one of those guys, but also, like, only make one of the moves we've been talking about, either it's only signing Hoskins or only trading for Glass now, and then, like, that's the only highlight. Maybe even not. In fact, let's go even more extreme. They don't even do any of those things. Like, they end up having a Daniel Descalso type of offseason again. I, Cody Delmendo, will probably go jump into Lake Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably go jump into Lake I will be, I mean, when I say all the time on the show that I'll be irrationally angry about this or that, it's, I say that because being that angry about sports is kind of ridiculous. But if the Cubs just after signing Craig Council, if they go in the next season with no major offseason moves or trades or anything to at least make the team better than last year's team, then in some ways, the way I'm thinking about it right now, it's like, I don't even think it's irrational. Like, we should all be angry and, like, we're lining up outside the marquee at Wrigley Field with picket signs yelling for Tom to sell the team. You know what I mean? Like just picturing that scene from Shrek. Yeah, (laughs) it would... That would I would be that angry because it just uh, it just does not make yeah. any sense. And, and on on top of that, the Cubs haven't made the playoffs since 2020, if you want to count the COVID year. 2018, if you don't count the COVID year, which is what I do, uh, you know they haven't won a playoff game since 2017, and they have the one of the most expensive experiences in baseball. Man, they yeah. charge 12 to 14 dollars for a beer at Wrigley Field now. I know people who used to have told me stories about how they used to be able to get beers for like a dollar at Wrigley Field. And I know inflation, all that. I know that has nothing to do with that ownership. Was 1908. No. But what? But what I'm saying is that they charge so yeah. much for you to just go to a game right. more often than not, uh, just because it's Wrigley Field and they have all these things outside of the ballpark, the the sports book, and all this stuff. It, it, it just would be an incredibly awful look. To have all these things charge this much money to come watch their product, but not do anything to make the team even better than last year. So, and I would genuinely feel like the team isn't better than last year if they don't bring back Bellinger at least, or even sign Hoskins or trade for Tyler Glasnow. There's no, yeah. there's nothing like because, yeah, Kate Horton's going to be great, but he's going to be on an innings limit next year. I don't think he's going to pitch 100 innings at all. I think he could probably pitch 80, you know, yeah. maybe. But like, and he's not going to start the year on the team, right? Like. On top of that, like, that's just one prospect. Like, I'm just – I can start naming guys, and it's like you're hoping that some of them light a fire. But you no, we're beyond gonna, hope at this point. That – like, the Cubs should not be operating no. like that with how much they charge fans to go. If they were charging us tickets that, like, the White Sox do, it's so cheap to go to a Sox game, man. 
like if the if, if the Cubs are charging us money like the Sox do, then I probably wouldn't complain about this as much. But the the Cubs legitimately have one of the most expensive experiences in in all of Major League Baseball. Yeah. And they haven't done anything to make this team better until last year, where I felt like, okay, this is their start to building building something after a, after a bad year of, I guess, looking at what they had, right? This past year, you were coming off signing a Bellinger on that Proovy deal, signing Swanson, the best defensive shortstop in the league, and, you know, you... You got some good extreme performances that kind of show you. Okay, we got sure. we got Justin Steele who can be in the top of our rotation. Yeah. You got um, Nico Horner winning Gold, gold Glove. He's, he pairs really well with Swanson. Say Suzuki, he's, he's he looks like he can be one of the best hitters in the league, but he also looks like he can. But can he give us a full season? Optimistic I, I, from an optimistic view like mine, I think he can. Uh, Ian Hab, he you know a lot of fans like to hate him, but he's a very valuable player. Pretty consistent uh, too, and you know they they have some nice pieces. They have a nice young nucleus. They just need like a real stud superstar star player to go in that middle of that lineup. Obviously, got to add some pitching, whatever. But to me, you gotta you gotta make this offense better so yeah. you're not putting your pitchers in these stressful situations every single day for an entire 162 seasons, so 162 game seasons. So yeah. Um, yeah, I. That's such an like what you said is such an extreme that it, it probably in some ways isn't even like irrational, irrational to be angry. But it better I, not happen. It better not happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. No. I think that they're going to have a fun off season that in five years after they win another World Series, we'll think back. Remember the winter meetings when they signed Shohei or when they traded for Soto? That was the start, That man. was the start. <laughs> and let's see if we've got any sort of six months of Japanese food coming up for you <laughs> since we've been on here for about 30 minutes. All right, I don't see anything about Shohei, so it looks like we're, we we're good. We Yeah, yeah, right. Well, let's hope in about two or three months you're not jumping into Lake Michigan. And I hope not. I, I feel like we're going to be somewhere in the middle here. I don't think – I'm sorry. I don't – I want to be the realist, but fair. I don't feel like Shohei is happening. But I also don't feel like we're not going to get some someone big that gets us excited, even more so than Swanson did in last year. If Shohei doesn't happen, Bellinger goes back to priority number one for, for sure, one hundred percent. All right, guys, if you're not already subscribed and watching CHGO, you got to. These yeah. guys are awesome, Cody. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, thank you.